Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Stranger Things. Today we'll be covering the fifth episode from season three, titled Chapter Five, The Flayed. The Flayed. The Flayed, they are indeed. Yes, they are. Now this was definitely, just like general thoughts on this one, definitely was the episode queuing it up for the end. Like, it was... There wasn't yes. like a lot of action in this episode. It was not slow, but not like a lot of stuff didn't really happen. But boy, that ending. Oh, man, that ending. The, this episode was so good. I mean, Sonatus was really, I don't know, all of them have been really great. This one was really great. I think it had a really great balance of like comedy and horror. Agreed, um, yeah. So, so good. Great balance. I was laughing. Uh, there were times I was scared. Uh, so. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, and with that being said, uh, I'll take it off from the top this week with my number five. I would just want to start off with Farmhouse Hideaways. Um, Joyce and Hopper show up at Hess Farms. You know, they've been checking out all of these different locations that they find out um, the Russians have been buying up and they end up at Hess Farm. Find this little secret hideaway under this bed what the heck is going on down there, do you think? I have mostly just questions down here. Um, it, like, what were they working on? We've got our new friend, the friendly Russian, Alexei. Smirnoff. Smirnoff. <laughs> Smirnoff. How clever was that, by the way? Uh, I, made I me just giggle. I As laughed. I was drinking my Moscow mule, I giggled. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but, you know, we meet a couple of Russian fellas that don't speak a lick of English, no, right? Not at I all. mean, they're. Not, you know, can't communicate at all. Um, so I'm curious what the heck is going on down there. Why out at these, you know, different locations in these farmhouses? Um, as they're having this discussion back and forth, they get found by the Russian Terminator, uh, finds him again. It's like he's got a freaking GPS on them or something. This dude's a tracker, man. He's good. Um, I liked the little confrontation he had with Hopper. Yeah, that was. Wasn't that intense? Uh, a little bit. He thought he wasn't going to shoot him. Hopper was going to shoot him. Hopper he's like, wasn't, please, yeah. He's like, please have rules. Has he met Hopper? Yeah, I don't think Hopper, Hopper has no rules. <laughs> that's the thing that like usually you see that like you, they're like, oh, he's not going to shoot. And the guy gets away. But Hopper's like, all right, three, two, one, bang. Like he was going to blow that dude's head off. Yeah, he should have he shot him one too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Uh, the guy had some really great reflexes. That's why I keep referring to him as a Terminator. And I think the mayor definitely was onto something when he was calling him Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you know, he was our lovely 1984 original Terminator. Um, but yeah, Hopper, he, he does, he's not much one for rules. He, uh, does drink on the job. I think on occasion he has pops and pills. I believe he goes to work hungover quite frequently. He kept, um, a, a, an underage child locked in a cabin for a year that no one knew about. Um, so yeah, he's not much for rules, but yeah, he was totally legit going to shoot that guy. They end up finally getting away because this guy wasn't messing around either. Uh, he was uh, shooting away, that's for sure. And they get away, and I loved so much. They're running out, and he throws the keys at Joyce. Um, Joyce, drive! <laughs> 
they are so cute. They are like the old married couple. Oh, yeah. Unmarried couple. He's sitting in the back. Drive, Joyce, drive. I'm trying. (laughs) I like it when she's like fumbling with the keys and he's like, quit screwing around, Joyce. (laughs) Like she's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And when she threw that gun. Yeah. To like, oh, here. And she just like tosses it over to the other guy. Oh, my God. I love that because, you know, I hate in movies how when they do that and they give the perfect throw and the person just catches it, you know, spot on, like everything was just perfect and choreographed and you're just like, it's not really going to happen. I'm good at throwing things, but I've never thrown like a gun and the weight of that and the the way it's, you know, shaped. Like I could, I, I would probably even throw it too hard or not hard enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I'm about 50-50 on my skills. Some days I hit the wastebasket when I'm doing my little basketball, <laughs> you know, shooting. Um, I'm about half half on it. Um, and other times not so much. And again, yeah, the weight distribution with a gun. And Joyce, sweet Joyce, who's probably never picked up a gun ever. Um, you know, at least that we've seen her in the, uh, the the first couple episodes anyway. I don't think she's ever picked up a gun, much less, you know, than throwing one. She was just adorable. So I, I love that whole scene. That really made me crack up. That's what was really great comedically. And I mean, it was intense for sure. It had some intense moments. I mean, this, this Russian guy is freaking scary. Um, I don't know what the hell they feed these Russians. They got freaking Ivan Drago and this Terminator guy. Um, they I mean, go lots, strong. Lots and lots of steroids. I guess. Well, I, guess I don't know what they feed him over there, but man, that's these guys the gist, are tough. That's the gist I got too. Like I was waiting for him to be like, "I must break you." <laughs> that's what I initially thought. I was thinking Terminator, but I was also thinking like an Ivan Drago. Yeah. Jeez, a little bit of uh, gosh. What year was um, Rocky Four? I think it was, was past nineteen. Yeah, it was probably eighty-eight, eighty-nine. It might. Maybe. It might have even been the nineties. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I, I'm terrible on my the years for my Rocky movies, but um, I think it was the mid to late 80s. But anyway, it's who I was thinking was like, where the hell are they growing these Russians? Um, like oh, I said, maybe it was 85. Uh, steroids. Was it? Yeah. Oh, and this, hell. Does this take place in 85? Yeah, Stranger Things is set in 85, July of 85. Uh, I see you, anyway, Brothers. See, they're just good. But yeah, I mean, it was all intense, intense moments, but yet really funny at the same time. I love that, that how they were able to really blend that. I'm really curious as to what the hell is going on in these farmhouses. I can't wait until the adults start talking with the kids and they all start, you know, meshing all of these ideas together and kind of putting, you know, we have like, you know, the Russians doing their thing. And we've got the upside down, you know, trying to be opened up. We've got the mind flayer out there doing some body snatcher shit to half the town. Um, so all of them are related, but I'm, I'm excited for all of this to start kind of coming together. Um, so I know, that's all my thoughts right now on number five. What's your number five? My number five is we get Murray Bowman back. Our conspiracy, <laughs> our local Hawkins conspiracy theorist. Uh, yeah. You know, he shows up, the Russian yelling at him for putting the gun in him, called him a bald American. And he speaks Russian back, mm. which I thought was great. I yeah. love that he called him a Soviet scum because this is, you know, <laughs> during the time of like, yes, if you're Cold red, War. you're dead, right? Yeah. Cold yeah. War. Like, we hated the Ruskies, right? Yeah, they hated uh, us. He, you know, he starts scanning the Rusky, and Joyce is like, "Come on, dude!" He's like, "I will." Sc-, or like, I think it was Hopper that was getting on him, but he's like, "I will scan this guy for as long as I want." <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of, it was, it felt semi-erotic to me, like, like he was getting <laughs> off on it a little bit. 
<laughs> maybe not like uh, Murray. Yeah, like maybe not sexually, okay. but maybe like yeah, this is for America. That's right. I got your commie ass. <laughs> I like that. Like when Joyce was like telling him about the magnets, like she's like, just figure out why my magnets fell off my fridge. Oh my like gosh. when you say it out loud, it was like, well, that seems kind of a little nutty there, Joyce. But everything else is kind of like made sense with it, of course. But when you're saying it to somebody who knows absolutely nothing about this, you're kind of like, huh, like we're just doing this because your magnets fell off your fridge. Exactly. Yeah, that scene where she's talking to Murray and, you know, telling him what for and wanting to figure out what the hell's going on with her magnets. And she's, they have that scene with her and Alexi in the woods. And, you know, she's trying to demonstrate with rock. She's like, you know, magnets? And he's like, yeah, magnet. Yes, yes, magnet. (laughs) And she demonstrates how they're supposed to stick to something and how they just fall. She goes, you know, they're just do you get it? They're not sticking. What's going on? Does it have something to do with your machine? And he's like, oh, Machina? Yes, yes. (laughs) And it's just hilarious, the excitement that she has over this. I mean, please, someone help Joyce figure out what the hell is going on with her magnets. It's like, somebody please play D&D with Will. Somebody please help Joyce with these magnets. I mean, they're making her batshit. And she's obsessed. She's got to find out what the hell is going on. So yeah, it was a great introduction uh, back to Murray. I'm you know glad that we had him back in the episode. He's actually my number three. Oh, sweet. Um, it, yeah. what do, you, do you have anything else you want to add to him? No, I, you know, it was kind of short and sweet. We just got that quick, uh, quick, short introduction. And, you know, I love how he's involved and I love the interaction with him and Joyce. And all the while, while Joyce is like going off on him uh, and, and Murray's just kind of standing there like not sure how to take it. And you see Hopper, if you look at Hopper in the background and he's just kind of standing there and his eyes got like real big and just looking at Murray like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You're just, He's like, I've been dealing with her for days. He was probably like, oh, I bet she's into my bombing now. I see what it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that was all great. I'm excited to see uh, where this goes because now that we have someone that can translate, you know, hopefully find out, you know, what the hell it is that's going on. So... That's good. Anything else? That was your number five. Anything else you want to say about that? That was my number five. We get our conspiracy guy back. Conspiracies. No, I love my conspiracies. Um, All right. So my number four. Well, we've already talked about him, and that's my new favorite Russian, Alexei, a.k.a. Smirnoff. (laughs) Good vodka, by the way. Um, I I really love, I've already mentioned how he was, you know, how he was trying to understand Joyce and her magnets. And I thought it was adorable when they get to the 7-Eleven and he's over at the Slurpee machine and he's trying to like scoop up some Slurpee. Who doesn't love a good red Slurpee? I didn't blame him at all. And I love that Hopper bought him yeah, one. Yeah, you don't see it because I was expecting to be like, yeah, throw in one of those for for my for him. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely kind of like Joyce wasn't in there. Joyce didn't make him buy it. That's he right. Specifically bought that for smeared off. Thought, well, you know, if it keeps him happy, keeps him from running away, you know, keeps him content, then why not? And then, of course, you know, the adorable scene once they confiscate uh, Todd's. (laughs) (laughs) Todd's father. um, Yeah, Todd. What what was up with that? Is that that how that license plate read? I couldn't figure out. I was like, I "I don't know if that's what that's supposed to mean or or whatever. but yeah, taking Todd's convertible out there and he Hopper's describing him as uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a child killer. <laughs> and then you look at him, he's just like sweetly slurping yeah. <laughs> on a slurpee. And it's like, yeah, he looks pretty damn, you know, uh dangerous. And when Joyce comes 
over and she's, you know, oh, good, Officer Byers, glad you could join us. And she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, doing that little like, oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on this. It yeah, was, uh, d- very her. dangerous embezzlement, uh, child murder, yeah. child, child murder, child murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Winona Ryder. She is uh, just she's, so good. She's done really good this season, in my opinion. Yeah. I, and I love that she gets to do something other than, I mean, I know she's kind of going nutty about her magnets and she's really obsessed about it, but I love that she's getting to kind of express herself in uh, a comedic way. She's got great comedic timing. The delivery of her lines are really great because all that we've seen from her, which she's always been great, but she's always so intense. She's crying. She's always worried about Will. She's always having to be very dramatic. It's always very serious for her. And she hasn't had a chance to really loosen up and have some fun scenes. So I'm really glad that they gave her something different this season where she gets to be funny because Clearly, she's really great at it. So, kudos to Winona Ryder for pulling that off. I don't think we've—I don't think I've really seen her in anything too funny. She's Not always really, been kind yeah. of trying, just trying to think back and all because I've seen just about everything she's in. Um, but anyway, I love that she's able to express herself, and I love the interaction with her and Alexi. Just thought that was adorable. Her and Murray, she's really carrying it really well. Um, but yeah, excited for our new favorite Russian, Alexi, and excited to see uh, if he's going to spill the beans. Yeah, find I mean, out what the hell's going on. Because there's like two or three times it looks like he's trying to thwart the mission because like he was yelling at Hopper about the car, but he's trying to save him from it exploding. Yep. It looks stop. like he's... Yeah. Stop. <laughs> uh, he takes off running. And you're like, oh gosh, he's trying to run away and you're waiting for Hopper to tackle him down the hill, but he's just excited to find a 7-Eleven. I know. So yeah, I'm kind of curious what this guy's going to be. It seems like he... Oh, and I also love that we get the meme that's been going around with him, like, serpent the Slurpee. Like, I've seen yes. it before. Yes. And to be able to see it kind of like, oh, okay, now, I, now, I'm, now I'm hip to what you kids are talking about. Now I know what that is. I know I saw that, I think, just before the just before we started or, or not just before, maybe right up around after the first episode when we had watched it. I saw that little meme of him. Um, and I think I saw a gif uh, as well of um, – Hopper and the little thing saying, oh, he's a child murderer. And then, you know, there's Alexi slurping a Slurpee in the backseat. And I'm like, oh. I was like that. I was like, well, I can't wait to see when that's coming up. You know, like we've talked about before, there were spoilers everywhere. Yeah. The minute this episode or this series, um, season three got released, it was everywhere. That's why I'm not looking up any news because friggin' spoilers are everywhere right now. But um, luckily that was pretty minimal. You know, that was that didn't give away a whole lot. But Yeah. We're up to the we're we're hip to it now. We're we're up with the cool kids, right? <laughs> so, Only took us a month, but we're there. That's right. We're we finally made it. Damn it. We're we're creepy crawling through the mud here. Um, but that's my number four was Alexi, aka Smirnoff. What is your number four? Like it. So my number four kind of tied into your number five a little bit, but it was just breaking and entering. So we see Hopper and Joyce kind of going from house to house, trying to figure out what's going on. And this specific one, they hear some humming and they. And, like, isn't that not, like, the best hiding place is stairs under yeah, a bed? Like, that absolutely. was pretty smart. Because I saw the bed, and I'm like, that, like, I don't remember beds looking like that. Because it kind of just, like, went straight down to the floor. But, yeah, if you didn't have any thoughts, you wouldn't look under there. Um, no. I mean, if if she hadn't been down on the floor just being able to hear that loud humming and, you know, hearing something like, okay, we know something's there. How the hell do we get to it? If she hadn't just been in that right place to see, like, that vent. 
how would you even know? And the bed looked like something like it could have been, um, it almost looked like beds today. You know, beds today have that like low platform, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of frame and stuff where they just put a mattress on top or could have even looked something similar to just not even having a bed frame. You know, some folks would just have their box springs and mattress on the floor. You know, um, I've seen it set up that way too. So, you know, it wouldn't give too much away. It wouldn't look, I don't think a whole lot like today, but it was a really great like hiding place um, for those stairs. Yeah, and like you said, I don't know what they're doing down there. It didn't, I mean, at first I assumed it was part of the experiment of what the Russians were doing, but, you know, is this an anti-Russian group? I mean, is that what we can see, or is this just another area of the Russian group doing experiments? I, well, I don't really know. I don't, I didn't recognize the guy that was with Alexi, but I'm pretty sure we saw Alexi in the first episode when we were in Russia. And the failed experiment, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing him there. I need to go okay. back and confirm that because um, I, I did not go back, but I'm almost 100% sure that I recognized him. Now, I don't think we saw a lot of him. I think we just had a few seconds of him here and there, but I think that he was like the number two guy Okay. when they were doing the whole experiments in Russia. So I don't know about anti-Russian. He's got to know something about what the hell is going on, but I'm interested as to, you know, why all of these different locations, like they're buying up all this land, they have the mall. Um, I mean, why all these, like I said, I don't know, more questions than anything. I'm guessing we'll probably get some answers, but um, anyway, yeah, I like that. Well, I think it's, it's so the other sad thing that kind of happened to us too is we do see the Bronco go. We've been with this Bronco for three seasons. <sighs> I know. And now it's gone, which is kind of sad. sad. The other thing I'm kind of curious about, so they are, they're running away from this place and they're in the woods and like now they're like, we got to get to Illinois. We got to get to Illinois. Mm-hmm. And they get to this gas station, which I'm kind of curious how they got so far away from Hawkins that he wouldn't be somewhat noticed maybe, or at least be able to be like, cause he never said I'm the sheriff of Hawkins. Yeah. So I don't know if they just got really, really far away from Hawkins or if he's trying to be undercover somehow, but you wouldn't really use a cop like, I think to, to get away with that. So I was kind of curious about that. I just felt like they got a little too far from Hawkins. Yeah, it is curious. I mean, I don't know the geography, but I know that these farms are still supposed to be in Hawkins because they're having to do dealings with the mayor to buy this land up. Yeah, so exactly. clearly it's in the Hawkins area or at least on the outskirts of, you know, in the rural parts of town. So they run from Hess farm. I don't know how far they got. Um, let's see. Was it nighttime? When they ran away from the Terminator guy, yeah, and it was, it like was nighttime, morning. and then it was daytime, morning, yeah, when they uh, were broken down in the woods trying to fix the Bronco and had Alexi tied to a tree. So maybe they drove half the night or something until maybe. it wouldn't go anymore. And they got shot of, up, so it wasn't going to go very far. They had to, I, I, and I don't know the geography, I don't know where Hawkins is supposed to be set, you know, where is it? Um, in correlation to Illinois. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be at least an hour or two bus ride from there. So probably the coast, like the Gary, Indiana area, like maybe a few mm-hmm. hours away from there. Interesting. But and that's, I mean, that's not really a complaint. It was just, I was just kind of curious about that kind of plot wise where they were. And maybe it's just kind of, they're trying to keep, you know, their identity safe so that pe- maybe people don't know that they're from Hawkins kind of thing. It, it, there's lots of ways to explain it, but. Yeah, it is interesting, at least if they were close to – they they must have had to have been somewhere outside of Hawkins, though, because Haw- 
he's the chief of police of Hawkins, and they must have been maybe in the next town over or getting close to the next. I mean, they look like they were just along a highway, like just a pit stop along the highway. Which um, the way they explain this town too, let's say it's the size of you know like ten, twenty thousand people. Mm-hmm. The chief of police may not really be known either. Like I, I couldn't tell you the chief of police here. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know exactly where they were. Clearly, they, they still had some ground to cover because they needed a car. They obviously couldn't just walk across the border. Um, and I don't know where in Illinois Murray was, but it's interesting. I don't know. I'll have to look that up later, see if anybody's ever figured it out or if it's ever been told and like kind of where this town is supposed to be. I know it's a fictional town, but, you know, they sometimes people kind of say, oh, well, it's located here. Or according to the show, it's located here. Um so anyway, it's but, interesting. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, Locked just up. breaking and entering with Joyce and Hopper. I like it doing a little B&E. <laughs> a little B&E is according to Dane Cook, breaking and entering. Uh, well, my number three was Murray. Uh, we've talked about him. I don't really have a whole lot more to say about him, except I'm excited to hopefully see him again in the next. I mean, clearly we're probably going to see him again in the next episode. Don't know what kind of part he's going to play and how much more we'll get of him, but I'm super excited to have him back. Do you have anything else you want to say about Murray? No, that takes up my uh, my Murray stuff too. So nice. uh, I'll move on to my number three, which I think we all can yeah. celebrate right now because it's a guy that we hated. He's got his ass kicked one too many times probably. <laughs> but Steve actually wins a fight against Yay! a Russian soldier. Victory. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, it was really interesting that, you know, last episode we see the, the this group, you know, go down the elevator and they're trapped in the spot. They figure out a way out. Steve almost blows the cover because he can't hold his, you know, his bladder. You know, the Ruskies come in like, you smell <laughs> that? Like, it smells like piss. <laughs> it's funny how the other guy couldn't smell it. Maybe because he had a cigarette in his face or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're down in the spot. They make their way here. Uh, the biggest thing is they find out about them trying to open the upside down, which is scary. But, but yeah, uh-huh. we get to see Steve come in here, not really try to fight, but he, you know, gives that. Great warrior cry, which is probably a pretty pitiful warrior cry, but you know he does battle, he wins, and you know his buddy Dustin's there is like, yeah, you want to fight? Woo-hoo. <laughs> That's what's so great. But they're they're always like they're fun because they always like root for each other and and praise each other, and they still rib each other like brothers oh, yeah. do. Uh-huh. You know, with the whole sibling thing, you know and. Steve's giving him a, you know, time about um, his girlfriend Susie and stuff, you know, like, oh, she doesn't really exist or something. But yet they can still, in a genuine way, be there for each other and cheer each other on and stuff. So that was a super sweet moment. Yeah, the show's so good how they transitioned from, because literally the episode before was the elevator dropping. And then that's where it picked up, was still dropping. And they're all, ah! You know, screaming, uh, which, of course, I I would be pissing myself. I guarantee it. I mean... I have a fear of elevators anyway, and I get motion sickness from elevators. And I'm always, I just always have that fear every time I get an elevator that it's going to like just plummet. Um, you know, however many floors below wherever I'm at, it's just going to plummet and I'm going to die. Um, well, and the one thing I hope is because the rest of the show has been pretty, pretty like horror movie style, but this has been mm-hmm. kind of more of it's a little bit wacky, a little bit, you know, kind of silly. And I hope they're careful with it because I don't want it to become too much of that. Like spreading it in is fine. Yeah, and too campy maybe. Campy, yeah, campy is a great way to put it because 
in previous episodes, like the campiness was outside of the scary, right? Like when they're fighting in the upside down or they're fighting the demogorgons, that was scary. But when they're getting to that point, that's when the campiness and fun happen. Yeah. Whereas with this, the campy's happening while they're in danger. And that's just a, a, a line they got to be careful with because I like I love campy. I'm a big fan of campy, but I'm not a big fan yep. of when it mixes. You know, if you want me to be scared, make me be scared. Don't make me be campy and scared and try to scare me at the same time because it just, you know, it's just not it's not a right palette to be mixing too much, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, have I didn't, you watched Ash versus Evil Dead? I haven't. <laughs> I think you need to watch that. But but that's like straight <laughs> then you'll get campy. your campy and your, well, there's some horror stuff in there too. I mean, it's it's funny and a lot of horror. There are some you know some really scary things that happen in that show. Um, but you know, it, I they just do it really well. Ash versus Evil Dead, one of the just greatest uh, TV series. Uh, it used to run on Stars. It's available on Netflix right now, guys. I highly encourage you guys to go watch the, the three seasons. It's amazing. And then, of course, Jason um, from Podcastica had a podcast, Ash vs. Evil Dead, with a couple of his good buddies that all grew up watching the movies when they were That's teenagers. Awesome, yeah. yeah, so and that was a then, great yeah. podcast. I didn't realize those on Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, it used to be on Stars, and then uh, once it was over, the run was over, they um, put it. Well, I think the first two seasons was on Netflix, and then when the third was over, they went ahead and put that on there too. So I highly encourage that. It's only three seasons and eight or nine episodes, something That's like that. Bad. It's a pretty quick watch, and it's only like a thirty-minute show. So it's a really nice quick watch and it is hilarious. Bruce Campbell is just, I've loved him forever. Um, highly encourage that. But anyway, that's to me is a good mixture of like campy and horror. But I, I do agree with you. If it's not done right, it was done well with Ash versus Evil Dead. But I get, I totally get what you're saying. Um, they, they just need to be careful of that for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And like, but so I think far it's, it's working. Yeah. So far, I think it's fine. But it's, I think sometimes you can go to that well too much and you kind of end up with like, okay, are you trying to, are you trying to be too campy and not enough scary? Are you trying to be too scary, but not enough campy? Like it's like baking. You got to mix it just right. Or otherwise it comes out, you know, not a cake. It's true. Well, so far they're doing a good job. So let's just hope they, they keep that balance. Um, That was my number three is Steve wins a fight. Steve the D. Steve Um, the We need to, I was going to try to come up with a good fighter name, yeah. We need, like, we, we still need to be able to call him Steve the D, keep that D, but need to find a cool D word to call yeah. him. I don't know. If you guys have any ideas or suggestions uh, how he we can keep Steve the D but not douche anymore, um, let us know. Well, I, I really like that number three because that goes in really well with my number two, which I titled Red Dawn. Oh, um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Really interesting when they all manage to finally get out of the elevator. You know, they're trying to figure out how to get out of there. Um, and they discover a shockingly well-built series of tunnels. I mean, wow, yeah. right? These how, are- how do you get that built with nobody noticing? Like, you, I, that, you have to have permits for that. Like, there's no way you can build an underground experiment facility without, <laughs> without some permits. So I know. And that's, that's one of the things. And I, I get it. I try not to be too much of a negative ninny and question a whole bunch of things and, and try to throw logic <laughs> to shows, but I can't help it. I did kind of just have questions about this one, but it was super cool. Um, they finally did make it out of the elevator. They get to the hub after they walk through these long tunnels, after they have a you know cute conversation 
uh, back and forth, and they see more Russians all over the place, and they sneak into the comms room, and like you said, they come across uh, the Russian guy, and it's hilarious. To me, all I can think is, so here's this Russian guy, he's got his back turned to the door, he hears you know something behind him, turns around, and here's these kids like what the hell and then there's steve i mean have we forgotten that steve is in his scoops ahoy uniform the entire time (laughs) he has not had a wardrobe change at all since this um season has begun he's always been in this uniform and of course robin is too but i i feel like she can pull it off a little bit better than steve steve just it's it's a little. It's kind of knocking his macho down just a little bit, right? He's kind of losing a few few uh, cool points, maybe, <laughs> with that in his tall socks. But anyway, there's Steve and his scoops ahoy, you know. And that Russian. Imagine the things that are going through his mind right now, and he's like, "What the hell is going on?" And then, of course, we have that confrontation. Steve, you know, twirls the little. I don't know what it was that he grabbed off the console. That metal uh, thing. It was uh, kinda, like a. Uh, um, it's was a radio. like a telephone so was, or something? Okay. Or like a microphone to talk into like the, the loudspeakers. Like you saw them in MASH. They, they clicked the button and you could talk into like the speakers. Ah, yes. Oh, MASH. God, another good show. Um, okay, so yeah, he, he did his fancy little twirling thing like he did with his ice cream scoop. So that was kind of cool. And whacked this guy and wins the fight. So go Steve. Um, so I thought that was a really funny scene because I could just – just the absurdity of, you know th- – this, you know, what the hell this Russian's probably thinking with these children, you know, that's the last thing he's expecting. And then they're in their, um, scoops ahoy uniform. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting here just trying to figure out what the hell the Russians are doing in Hawkins. Is it because it's upside down friendly? Um, we saw the failed experiment in Russia. So it's like, okay, so we know, or they found out that it was open in Hawkins at one time. So, hey, this seems like a good place to go check out and try to reopen this portal. Does no one know about the damn Demogorgon? I mean, does anybody know about what the hell happened? Are they just wanting to – What? why are they wanting to open the Upside Down? Are they hoping to use it? Are they hoping to use it against us? Do they not know about all the bad things going? I mean, they don't know that the Mind Flayers out there mind flaying people. Um, how long has it been going on? This place in the tunnels under the mall, that's some, like you said, that's some serious construction. That's not just some dirt tunnels with dim bulbs like you see in mines and stuff. Yeah. These are serious materials. How did these materials get moved into a small town like Hawkins and, and no one noticed? like nine months, eight yeah. months? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're trucking in all of these, you know, fancy materials um, and at, for 1985, high-tech materials, um, nothing is being built above ground. You know, if you're seeing all the, you know, all kinds of trucks and materials, but you're not seeing anything being built above ground, well, then where the hell is all this stuff going? Um, and like I said, I don't like to be all negative about it, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just what comes to my, my mind. Because I'm like, well, how? That was a long-ass talent. It's a lot, of, a lot of light, a lot of metal. Um, then there's all the digging, that was a – I don't know how far and how many stories they went down, but that elevator a fell a long way. So how the hell did they dig all of that? Did they – and then it came to mind. I was thinking about this earlier because I was watching the episode again for the third time just before we were recording. Um, I thought, okay, so maybe the only way I could think to make it make it make sense in my head as to how they were able to get all of this these materials um, – 
Because you got to think, once they get there, they've got the comm systems. They got this weapon thing uh, that looks like, or I don't know if it's a weapon or whatever it is that machine that they're using to try to open. Looks like op- reopen a portal to the upside down, whatever that thing is. All of this stuff. Um, the only way that it made sense in my head that they were able to get away with it is if they were building it at the same time as the mall. Oh yeah. You know, you're bringing in all these construction materials to build the mall that if they built the mall purposely as a front for whatever this experiment or whatever it is, that's happening to me in my mind, that's the only thing like they couldn't have done it while it's already sitting there. They're going to have to do it the same time that they're building the mall. So that way you can just excuse it as, Oh, it's just construction material for the mall. It's just, you know, that's all it is. And then they're building it at the same time. It's the only way it made sense to my head. So maybe I kind of worked it out and that's what happened. I don't know that it freaking matters. I just needed it to matter in my head. <laughs> so no, I think that's what you can justify it. Is as, they're, as they're building the mall, it's like, well, shouldn't the mall only take six months to build? It's like, yeah, but it's going to take us a year and a half because safety. <laughs> right. Well, OSHA says. Um, <laughs> but Anyway, just interesting to to see what is going on. They've discovered now they're trying to open up the uh, the portal again. And what are they trying to do? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Nothing good. Nothing good. Darn Russians. Uh, I I feel like they probably found out we were doing something with the with the upside down. And so they're like, well, we have to do it because that's just kind of how it was yeah. in the eighties with the U.S. and Russia. Like, we they started beat us doing to the moon. They can't beat us to the upside it, down. Exactly. It's like in the eighty when when they we started doing these government psychic experiments because we the, because the Russians thought we were doing them, so we started doing them, and the Russians said the Americans are doing these psychic experiments. We got to do these psychic experiments too. So it's like this vicious circle that we started doing them because the Russians thought we were doing them. So then the Russians knew we were doing them, so they started doing them too. So they found out about the upside down. So now they've got to, you know, open up the upside down too. What they're planning on using it for, I don't know because I don't think we did it on purpose, right? We didn't intentionally. Not, well, we Wasn't it just? I don't think 11? we really know. It just kind of like they figured it out that it was there and kind of, but we don't really know, like, you know, because. Eleven was, if not born there, she was pretty young. So there's like nine years that the U.S. government was messing around in that area. So you, you don't know. I, I gosh, I'd have to go back and rewatch season one because it's been a little while since I've I've seen it. But I thought that she um, opened it accidentally, like through her powers. And remember you, how yeah. they they kept stretching her abilities and kept pushing her and kept pushing her. And I think that she had a break, and that was what cracked open. The, the portal or the gate, and then the, then they're like, oh, well, let's check this out and experiment with it. And then, of course, we all know how that ended up. So anyway, just lots of questions um, about what the hell is going on, and can't wait to find out. So that's my number two. What's your number two? So my number two is the Scooby Gang Solves the Mystery. Or at least Yay. it's starting to. So we get the gang back together right away. I know it's something we've talked about for a bit where we don't want these guys to be floundering around and then, you know, be like, at the end, finally come together. Yes. But the group's all together. They've figured out a plan to figure out where the mind flare is, which is my number one I'll get to later, but it was a mm-hmm. great, great scene. 
uh, there is there is a little bit of disconnect because you have part of the Scooby gang technically going down this Russia path. You have Joyce and Hopper going down the Russian path. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other bit of the Scooby gang going down this Mind Flare path. So I'm curious if if these two storylines are going to cross paths at some point or if they're still just going to kind of be separate storylines. I need them to get together quick. I need them to get uh, Erica... Robin, Steve, and Dustin, I need to get the hell out of that Russian tunnel ASAP and join up with the other half of the gang and start talking to each other. Because they're seeing this stuff with the, you know, got some Russians, because they don't know anything about the Russians over here. They just just know something's going on with Upside Down, uh, the mind flare they're dealing with. They don't know anything about the Russians and them trying to do this over here. So they definitely need to be talking to each other. Agreed. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I don't think we'll see... Maybe at the end of the next episode they'll get together, but that just leaves us two episodes. So I know. You know, I, I kind of thought we'd be speeding up a little bit more in this episode, but you're definitely seeing episodes seven, eight, nine probably will be pretty quick and intense. I think so. These episodes are they're moving along very well. Like I, I feel like by the time I'm starting the episode, it's over. And yeah, I'm like, damn, yeah. there was a lot that happened. There's a lot of content, there's a lot of things happening, and it's keeping the story and the plot moving. But at the same time, I feel like it's over by the time. I'm like, I feel like I just turned this friggin' episode on. What's happening? It's um, a good. This is like this is Netflix like 101 on binge shows, right? Yes. Short, or short eight They've seasons it. and easy to binge and be like, like it's like one big long movie. I guess the yeah. best way to put it. Absolutely, they're they're definitely knocking it out of the park for me. Anyway, this this particular season, they've done done pretty well, but they're definitely doing really great. Yeah, we've only got three more. Yeah, I'm. Um, it was really good. And like I said, it's nice to get the gang back together. You yeah. know, some relationships are getting healed too, which I like. Yeah, uh, and not really a ton of guests to really say, but it's just nice to see them back together, kind of discovering the mystery. So, what yeah. uh, what do you have for your number one? My number one. The hospital. Oh, that's my number one too. <laughs> well, let's we'll, we'll just talk about it then. We'll just combine our thoughts and give it a thought. That was so good. So here for me is where the real horror as- yes. aspect came in. What uh, what horror movie did this remind you of? Oh gosh, a couple. Um, it reminded me there was a part where it reminded me of The Shining when he sticks his head through the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there was definitely a, a Jack Nicholson The Shining moment. Um, a little bit of the thing. Yeah, I get that. Um, that's oh, that's all I have written down. Was there something? What I, I want to hear your thoughts. Then it reminded me a lot of Halloween too. Oh, when, you know, I don't know if I saw Halloween too. I uh, saw the original. It, it takes place in a hospital. Um, Laurie Schrode is basically getting hunted down by Michael Myers in mm. a very similar fashion. You know, these guys were slow lumbering. Um, kind of, you know, checking all the spots. Like they're not super smart. Like, you know, they're not moving fast and trying to tackle her and, or tackle him or anything. They're just kind of wandering. Uh, so, oh yeah. It kind of gave me that Halloween two feel, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Nancy, Nancy Drew. I like that. So I know these are supposed to be like, uh, hive or, you know, body snatched or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I like that they still kind of have their personality a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do. He called her Nancy Drew. He was the only one that called her Nancy Drew. Yep. How did it make you feel when uh he got busted in the nose and the other Todd, is it Todd or Tom? Tom was the boss, Tom. the editor boss guy. Yeah. Tom takes the hit to the face too. 
Yeah, that's yeah. So we learned they share minds and can like feel yeah. when the other one gets knocked out or killed, stabbed. They the other one you can see they're reacting to it. So it is very much like a hive mind kind of thing happening there, which is just creepy as hell. But it, it well, and speaking of the guy getting busted in the face, uh, what I loved because everybody loves to give. Um, him, oh gosh, I and I'm blanking on his name. It's Boozy. Well, I can't think of his first name, but Gary Boozy's son, who plays Bruce, um, and keeps calling her Nancy Drew, and gets busted in the face, and she chips his teeth. I feel like it's just like some satisfaction, like bust them big chompers he's got. Well, I like when <laughs> no, uh, like, when he gets hit or the other guy gets hit, he goes, "Owie!" Yeah. Great creepy scenes, that's for sure. Oh, and they yeah. seem to have like some super abilities. They're very strong. Yes. Um they'll they can take some hits. Uh very scary. They had the lights flashing uh in the hospital. They're in um uh like a area that's under some construction or remodeling, so it, there's not a lot of people. Uh they uh, you know have some um curtains and things. You can see some construction happening. That's always kind of creepy. You see dead people. Yeah. They've killed some hospital people, so that's serious stuff happening. It's not just like this stuff's going to remain a secret. Those Somebody's going to find out these people were murdered. Um, and then, of course, you get the end when they die, they kill them, and then they're – I mean – I've talked about the rats. I have talked over and over about the rats when they dissolve and start moving across the floor. Now we got freaking bodies melting. Like I said, it reminded me so much of the thing. I just absolutely love that damn movie. But then they both melt. And I swear they did such a really good job. If you notice the detail with these melted bodies of flesh and innards floating across the floor, I swear I saw bone. I saw a foot. Uh, nice. <laughs> I mean, it, and then like this, oh, it was, I'm just like, damn it. This is the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen, but it's absolutely brilliant at the same time. I love it, but I'm disgusted at the same time. So figure that one out. I don't know. But they, they did a great job with the scary element being hunted down, running from room to room and being chased. They're stronger than they are. That was really scary. And then they come together, these two floating blobs and what the hell was that thing? Was that I look like the mind flare. So was I don't that know the if, mind it, flare, but if it ends up being like, you know, a smaller part of the mind flare. I don't know. That was intense. <laughs> that was intense. What what a great and it was like dark. And you just hear that like that low growl and then lights come on and hear that roar. Oh hell. That was a hell of a way to end it. And I'm gonna tell you from the trailer, you know, we talked about uh, around like the first episode uh, when, uh, you know, about, well, we talked about before with the trailers, you know, who's going to be like somebody's going to be possessed. Who's it going to be? And we speculated about it being Billy. And I, of course, threw the mayor out there, too, because I thought, well, what the hell is Carrie Elwes? Let's throw a red herring out there. Um, but we know Billy's been possessed. And I thought from the trailer that that was going to be Billy turning into the Mind Flayer. Oh, so wow, yeah. that was the image from the trailer, okay. and that was not Billy. So will he still end up turn? I mean, I know clearly he's been possessed. He's been snatched in some form like, like this. But um, will he still turn like that? I don't know. Uh, but um, this particular scene from the trailer, anyway, that 
was this image was not Billy. Um, super scary. It's a good thing the kids are around and Eleven is downstairs. Hopefully they find them because they're going to need some help. For sure, that was super scary. And uh, one hell of a way to end the episode. Yeah, definitely. This was one, like, I think every episode is like this, but you're like, I wanted to skip it to go forward. Oh and what's gosh. funny is Tiffany doesn't watch movie, like TV shows with me. She's just not a TV person. Mm-hmm. And on very rare occasions, she'll sit down and kind of like humor me. And she <laughs> walked in and started watching this as the people were melting. Oh, and she's no. like, nope, that's disgusting. I'm done. And walked out like right as it ended. <laughs> I don't blame her. That's a hell of a scene to be just walking in on. Uh, yeah. um, if you don't ever see that or whatever. Um, yeah, gosh. And they don't give you much time. I'm still sitting there like going, oh, what the hell? Yeah. And next episode, three, two, one. Like, no, no, no. Can't watch it yet. Um, well, that was really awesome. That, that was my number one. Just really great. I love the scare. Love the intensity. And what a hell of a way to end it. Um, super scary. So, yeah, I think you, have you hit everything else? I have on that. So I'll jump into my notes if you if you're ready yeah, for them. Let's do notes. Um, as they're falling down the elevator, Dustin's scream made me giggle. Wasn't that and, the best? Oh, and I also loved as he's like, "Oh, it fell on my groin." Poor Steve. <laughs> yeah, made me laugh. Um, so what's funny too is in this day and age, like a lot of people probably don't remember phones ringing and there not being an answer machine. Yes. So my family up until I was probably seven or eight didn't have an answering machine. So that's mm-hmm. legit what would happen. It'd keep ringing as long as somebody wanted to let it happen. Um, the uh, the phone call, too, was pretty impressive because I felt that Will's brother gave a pretty Jonathan. good – yeah, yeah, gave a pretty good like, – like when she says something like, well, where's Will? And like, is he safe? And he's like, why wouldn't Will be safe? Like it was just – it was a really good moment because I think it kind of brings everything back as like – they're trying to forget all the stuff that happened and moved on, but yeah. they just keep getting sucked back in. Yep. Um, I love when a plan comes together, so that was awesome. <laughs> a team. <laughs> um, what was also funny was uh, in the house of uh, Heather and her parents, they were saying yeah. how cold it was. Mm-hmm. That had to be a really impressive AC unit for the 80s to get a house that cold. No kidding. Because I don't. I know, like my house now is like I've got a up to date air conditioner, but if I want to turn it down, I probably couldn't get it past like sixty five, maybe sixty seven, especially on a super hot day. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, I think we touched on everything else. What do you have for uh, for your notes? My notes, my notes. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up the scene where Nancy calls Jonathan again. It's hilarious to hear the phones ringing, ringing, ringing because. Back in the day, before there, you had any type of answering machines, or I think eventually you got something like you could leave a voicemail. They eventually, at least I think we remembered that, you could have something after so many rings. Um, it was like a, an internal voicemail. Um, but anyway, where it would ring 20 times if you allowed it to and you had to answer the damn thing or just hope that someone just finally gave up. Um, but yeah, that was really great. Um, acting there because I feel like I mean Jonathan has always been pretty good in the past but I feel like he hasn't had a whole lot to really sink his teeth into until this episode and that was really great acting on his part when he's like why wouldn't he be safe because yeah again it throws everything right back in the last two seasons when Will was constantly in trouble he was either kidnapped and missing or he was possessed Um, so that was a really great scene and he did a really really great job it was on point um 
I love Erica in the freaking elevators banging that <laughs> damn vial trying to open it. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh my, I was, I would have been exactly like Robin, like, what the hell are you doing? My God, you don't know what the hell that is. And then to come to find out when it busts, when they have it opening up the, or keeping the door to the elevator uh, from coming down and it finally um, breaks under the pressure and it just freaking like melts yeah. metal. And I, I they were a little too close for my comfort because then there's like the little vapors that are coming up. That has to be some extremely hazardous fumes. I know I miss safety. I sound like a total nerd at this point, but well, I mean, seriously, to you be know, fair, this was the eighties and like parents smoked in the car while their kids didn't wear a seatbelt. So that's true. I guess it can't be that much more toxic than secondhand smoke, right? We made them tougher back then. <laughs> Oh, and talking about like being in the car, how fun was that station wagon? Oh yeah, kids in the in the back seat in the way back. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't have a station wagon growing up. I was an only child until I was fourteen years old. So my mom had no need for like a station wagon or you know a family car. I think that was like the minivan of its time, right? The station wagon, and that were like moms of multiple kids all drove was a station wagon um, to haul the kids and all the groceries and all that kind of stuff for all the kids. Um, I never had a chance to sit in an old station wagon like that. I don't think I have either. I, I always, I always had hoped that whenever I was younger, that my mom would get a station wagon so I could ride in the very back, but I got, I got to ride in the back. I grew up in the days where you got to ride in the back of a pickup truck. We used to fly down the highway at 60 miles an hour, um, sitting in the back of a pickup truck. Um, so that was pretty fun. And I've lived tale to tale. Um, <laughs> I just had a funny note thinking of Steve in his Scoops Ahoy uniform, Robin and hers, and thinking of Russians. This is like year of the Russians. Um, and because I talked about Chernobyl before, again, if you guys haven't mm. seen Chernobyl, go watch it. Some good 80s uh, fun here. Um, so it's fun to think about how we have Chernobyl, super serious 80s. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Russia against the USA and vice versa. And then, of course, we have it here in Stranger Things as well, because that's just that was the era, guys, if nobody remembers or you're too young for that. But I couldn't help but think um, Halloween costumes of 2019 are going to be the people in the white Chernobyl power plant uniforms and scoops <laughs> ahoy sailor suits. <laughs> that's that's just the Halloween costumes of 2019. I called it um, here first. So, um Anyway, super fun. Um, let's see. Any other notes? Oh, you mentioned the kids getting back together. Mike and Elle seem to have made some peace mm-hmm. over some M&Ms. So that was, you know, we can kind of see some peace coming between them. They're not quite together. Uh, Joyce and, um, sorry, not Joyce, Nancy and Jonathan um, kind of made some peace. That was a nice little moment um, in the elevator. I think... I think that's it. It's all I got for notes. Nice. Great Good episode. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, definitely one of the tougher ones to not really want to go. Because, again, it wasn't that it was slow, but I felt like it just kind of really was, you know, the the you know the little pre-jolt before the actual excitement. So, But I'm really well, excited for these last three episodes. I feel like we still have a lot to go and only yes. three episodes to do it in. So I, I'm feeling a little worried. Are they going to be able to – to pack Tidy everything in in three episodes because a lot we still got to get everyone together we still don't have quite everyone together we're getting them together in small groups we've got the girls back with the guys and but we need to get you know the rest of the kids together and we've got to get Joyce and Hopper and all of them together again too and, and we need to get everyone back on board um 
and only three episodes to do it in. Plus, you know there's going to be a big fight coming, right? I mean, there has to be. There's got to be a big battle coming up. I mean, we saw that at least from the trailers. I don't know anything, but I mean, just from the trailers alone, I feel like there's going to be a big battle coming. So we still have that. And we saw a fair, like you said, like you yeah, mentioned oh, yeah. in the last one. We've got I the big about that. fair coming up. We've got a big 4th of July event coming up soon. Yeah, so we've we've got to get that into, and I'm I'm stressing out thinking how the hell are they going to wrap this up in only three more episodes? Um, so anyway, I'm excited. Yeah, like again, here in about fifteen twenty minutes, we wrap this up. That's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, it's a good segue that will lead us into one of my absolutely favorite parts of the podcast, and that's letters from the upside down. Our listener feedback portion. Um, I'll go ahead and take this first one. First one that we have is from our good friend, Wendy Ott Eppers. She says, I have read that this season wasn't as good as the others. Unless they seriously flub up the ending, I can't see it. I'm loving it so far. Joyce and Hopper's chemistry is great. Hopper has been amazing. All the kids are great. And I love Erica and Robin um, added into the mix. What a powerhouse Jonathan has become. Uh, great points. Mm-hmm. Casey Robertson. So number five, I continue to love the callback to the eighties this time with the candy wrappers. Also, I know everyone is mentioning it, but the Terminator accent and all is definitely vibing. Hell, the man even makes the ground shake when he stomps. <laughs> Good. Eye. Number four, Murray was great as usual and loved how he called out Joyce and Hopper's lover's spat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, number three, Will has gotten his voice. Now he's helping with the strategy. Number two, Bruce, Busey, Busey, and Tom, even though you no longer need to remember his name, Rima, are both dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which leads to number one, the Blob Flare Monster. Great ending to carry the suspense over to the next episode. Honorable mentions to the Elevator Squad. Erica was still as sassy as ever. Big questions. What the hell is that green liquid besides acid? Can't wait for the podcast, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, I don't know Thanks. what that's. I don't know. I don't think it's ooze. They're not making Ninja Turtles with it, so I don't know what they're doing. No, they're not. Uh, I don't know. They were using it in that big thing, whatever that they were. Oh, opening yeah, it's probably up like. Dips. Is it like a laser power uh, to break through, maybe, or yeah, like a, a fuel or something to power oh, the, that thing? Uh, I was gonna say, what if they're know. working for the mind flare to open it up to getting back in? But I doubt that's it, unless one of the Ruskies is like. You know, mind flared and <sighs> that's a good possibility. I had thought that too. Like, what if a couple of the higher up fellas running this Russian thing are flayed? Maybe I don't know because we don't know that it started with um, Billy, right? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I mean, the mind flare was gone for nine months. He could have took a trip to Soviet Russia, and he likes the cold. That's true. They were in a yeah. cold. He could have. He he loves Siberia. Um, I don't know. More to come, I guess. I, I'm, I have nothing but questions and no answers. I'm no help. Uh, next one we have is from Alicia Stout. Hi, guys. I just caught up with the podcast. I love it. Y'all are doing great. Why, thank you. Thanks. I already watched all the episodes, but have come back for a rewatch and listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. I love that people are doing that. We love, we know people are binging the hell out of this, and it's totally fine, but we're glad that you've circled back and joined us. Um, first off, Rima, I want to say that I agree with you that no mall I ever went to in the 80s has uh, or had a jazzercise store, LOL. <laughs> Thanks. I thought I was kind of losing my mind, but hey, if someone had a jazzercise um, 
store or exercise place in their mall? I want to know about it. I'm curious. Did did they exist? Um, she goes on to write, also, those thong leotards were from the <laughs> early 90s because I used to wear one to step class. Oh, Alicia. Um, you know, it didn't happen if you don't have pictures. That's true. We won't anyway. see pictures. <laughs> Anyways, episode five was great, and things in Hawkins are getting real strange now. The scene in the hospital with Nancy and Jonathan was truly terrifying. I was literally on the edge of my seat the whole time. Gary Busey's character, Bruce, is super creepy, and I thought Nancy was a goner. Phew! I must add that the CGI with the Mind Flayer monster is terrific. I truly love all the 80s references in the show, which just brings me back to my childhood. The old M&M's candy wrapper, new Coke, the Doritos bag, clothing styles, Aquanet teased hair, blue (laughs) eyeshadow... The music and the vibes from the movies has all been fantastic. Are we really that old? LOL. Um, you know what? Old is just a state of mind, Alicia. Yep. We are not that old. But Age I remember New Coke. is a social construct. That's right. Just a social construct. Um, that Doritos bag that Mike had, though, in the, when they were in their basement, that did take me back. I was like, <laughs> I remember that freaking Doritos bag and that damn New Coke, which I don't recommend, by the way, if anyone... They released New Coke again. Did you see that? Yeah, I think they got them both out, yeah. Yeah, they brought it back, I guess, for the spirit of Stranger Things since, you know, it was kind of coming back and they, they had it in the show. Um, and folks were like, oh, we can try New Coke. And I was just wanting to say no. <laughs> no, don't. I always You're heard that was an a, a, um, advertising ploy. Uh, because they're like, oh, we'll put this out and people will be like, this is horrible. And then we'll just put old Coke back out. Well, maybe it was. I, I'm not old enough to remember that. And I certainly didn't go back to any of it. But um, I remember trying it because I loved Coke in the day. I don't drink it now, but um, you know, it was my one of my favorite sodas whenever I was growing up. And so I was like, oh, new Coke. Well, yeah, give me some of that. And I was like, no, don't give me any of that. <laughs> it's gross. Anyway, thanks, Alicia. That's really great feedback. Our next one comes from Robert Phillips, so dual blood and gore blob monster horror. That sounds like a good B-Night movie movie title. (laughs) Uh, Girlfriend chatter back on the menu. Erica losing none of her sass despite near-fatal elevator problems. The Terminator chasing after Hopper and Joyce. Grand Theft Auto from Miami Vice Boy leading to Russian rescuing. Top five delights. I love that. I totally had Miami Vice vibes from Todd there in his convertible. Uh He was rocking the uh, sunny look. That's awesome. Um, Our good friend Doug Fick writes, so many new t-shirt ideas. The latest per Steve, it fell on my growing. (laughs) Motorcycle guy definitely has the Terminator vibe going. Maybe a little too much. Notice when he slams the 7-Eleven's clerk head on the counter, there's chocolate cupcake under the clerk's head. Cut back in the strawberry one is under there. Hello, (laughs) continuity. Good eyes, Doug. I totally missed that. I didn't notice at all. Um, he goes on to say, Mike has been a little dick this whole season, not liking what he brings to the dynamic. He even calls the vending machine a piece of shit. Um, I did like Lucas's line that girls like hanging out in bathrooms. And it's true. We do. The scooper gang is so far my favorite of the fra- factions. Great chemistry, dialogue, and of course, Erica. They all have skills to contribute to the group, even though Steve can't admit he's a nerd at heart. Don't cross the Todd father. Hopper over the top much. <laughs> Seems like he's a little more hopperish than usual. Love how Murray sees the romantic angle to Hopper and Joyce right off the bat. Like, 
Like the flashback of Mrs. Driscoll, Driscoll reaching for the source, her outstretched arm and hand look like a flare tentacle. The chase in the hospital hallway with the flickering lights reminded me of The Walking Dead episode one. <gasps> Good Ooh. callback. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about it at the, in the pilot when Rick wakes up or wakes up and he's walking through and the lights are flickering really good. Good job, Doug. Like that. And boy, are those newsroom dicks major dicks. Now they are one giant flare dick. <laughs> <laughs> Made me want to wait the five seconds for the next episode. Great ending. I think we're getting into the center of this delis- delicious Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Great job as always covering this. And fun fact, Corey Hart speaks three languages. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I love our Corey Hart, like, you know, facts and updates. Thank you, Doug. I can always rely on you for some super fun facts and keeping me rolling. So love that. All right. So our next one says, hey, guys, I watched Chapter 5, The Flayed. This season gets better and better as it goes along. My top five for this week are as follows. Number five, you weren't with her. Starting to realize how much the importance of friendship plays in the lives of these kids. The looks on the face of Will and the gang when they learned Jonathan and Nancy were not at the hospital together was very telling. But again, Nancy quickly pieced together the link between Billy and her boss once they realized Heather was the common factor. Smirnoff. You talk a neurotic mom from sh- with strange obsessions, a hothead chief of police with alcohol issues and a new teenage daughter, have them take a Russian scientist hostage from a cold-blooded Russian terminator, and what do you get? Look for it on Netflix, fall 2020. <laughs> Smirnoff. <laughs> Being on an elevator, Nuff said. Number two, you still want to drink that? Erica and her sass got called to task this episode. It seems they're going to continue to build Robin as a strong female character who come across as the leader of the Babysitter's Club. She questioned Erica wanting to drink the green goo and was able to get in the I told you so point after the goo was shown to be corrosive. Number one, is it murder if the person has been taken over by an organism hell-bent on taking over the earth? (laughs) Who hasn't dreamed of hitting that one person you've worked with who constantly tried making you feel small and worthless in the face with a fire extinguisher? Just me? The what? hospital scene <laughs> The hospital scene was taken right out of an 80s horror movie. The stalking killer, killer, the power outage, the other people in the building completely clueless as to what is going on. Then the monster that was at the very end of the episode. If I hadn't had to get up for work the following morning and if I wasn't trying to watch along with you guys, I would have watched episode 6 right away. I guess I can now, I guess I can now, right? Until next week, Joshua Diwali. Yes, you can, Josh. I hope you have uh, watched it by now. Um, and I'm getting ready to myself here in just a little bit. That's really great feedback. I love your top five. I love people are giving us their top five. Yeah, I love it. And contributing just like we are. I love it. Keep keep going, guys. You guys are so great. Um, now we have some emails. So first one that we have is still prefer Joyce and Hopper to be a will, will they, won't they thing rather than actually getting together. Looking at you, roast beef. <laughs> Russian dude puts an end to Hopper and Joyce if he just aims instead of firing from the hip like a lame 80s action hero. Use your sights, comrade. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope Alexi is wearing a Vostok watch. Would be so period and country appropriate. Whoa, what is that? I don't know what a Vostok watch is. I went to Google that when we're done. Yeah, I'm Um, not familiar. Poor Todd. I think he's going to be okay. Um, Suspenseful music intensifies. Subtitles are fun. I don't know why they played a sound of a racking shotgun when Murray was using a double barrel, which doesn't have a racking mechanism. Very egregious use of sound effects. Oh, we've got some more knowledgeable, some guns here. Um, 
You need to write me, man. I want some more information. Uh, do not fuck with Joyce and her magnets, Alexi. <laughs> Nancy and Jonathan equal best couple in the series. I like oh, how Jake Boozy doesn't have tact. He just has to be himself. He's a pretty scary character all on his own. I think Nancy and Jonathan killed real people who aren't coming back when this whole thing is over, so they get to deal with that forever. Intense episode this week. Jake. Yeah, that's one question I had is if what he what they did, if that goo was actually them or if it's just like a manifestation kind of thing. I'm curious I know. about that. I, I'm curious if I mean, I feel like what we saw, it looks like there something is really like inhabiting their bodies and turning them into something else. Like they when they were the kids when they were at Heather and Tom's house and they said, you know, when they were talking about them um consuming the chemicals and they're like, Well, you can't eat that or drink that it would kill you and they're like well yeah if you're human so i don't know if those are the real human forms and they're being turned into something else or if they're like a carbon copy like their yeah. real body is frozen yeah like not frozen i don't mean like literally frozen but like just sitting there somewhere at the mill like this they're all sitting there like zombies um but there's a carbon copy of them and that's what's running around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll learn that or not. But yeah, it's kind of scary. And he <laughs> mentioned something about the subtitles. Subtitles are crucial. I, I don't typically just watch TV shows with subtitles. But when I podcast on a show, I do on my second watch just to make sure I don't miss details. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and what I loved about it on my second watch of this episode, um, I had the subtitles on just so I made sure I, I caught everything and I didn't miss any um, dialogue or details. It's funny when... Um, 11 after she has spied on Hopper and Joyce in the woods and she's like, um, I I see him. They're in the woods. He's with Will's mom. And he's like, my mom, she said, they're going to Illinois. And you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know what her states are. She's still new with school and things like that. And she's learning and, and he's, and Mike's like, what the state of Illinois? And she just looks at him and goes, Illinois. And if you had your close, if you had your, um, closed captions on subtitles on, Instead of like saying the state of Illinois and having it spelled, it says I L L dash A N N O Y, like Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. That's it just funny. kind of brought it all together. Um, yeah. So kudos to the subtitle guys, whomever um, is in charge of that. So that was really awesome. Thanks, Jake. Great feedback. All right. So next email says, Hi, guys. My top five. Number one, Dustin calling Erica nerd. Absolutely loved it and his explanation. Of course, she's a math whiz. <laughs> Number two, Lucas's face when Mike said he loved Elle. I love Lucas and his expression shows he's going to grow to be such a great actor. Number three, non-douchey Billy and a happy memory with his mom. Number four, Eric and Dustin saving the day. Number five, I'm obsessed with Alexa's super red lips. <laughs> The episode was long. I would have done a top 10 if I didn't get tedious. P.S. I heard Rima on Handmaid's Tale takes podcast, and I just want to say I love your voice. P.P.S. That last scene was gross. Brewer. Well, thank you. Always had a good time on Handmaid's Tale podcast. That's a very lovely thing to say. Thank you for writing in. Next email we have says, okay, so maybe Steve winning a fight is not the most important thing that happened in chapter five, but it's close, right? I'm loving this group of kids. Erica and Robin are great additions to the show and pair well with Dustin and Steve on their mission, Operation Child Endangerment. (laughs) So now we know how the town of Hawkins got a mall. The Russians just needed a cover for their super secret evil basement in which they want to reopen the gate for no good reason at all. Nice. 
Nancy and Jonathan's adventures in the hospital were disgusting, but Jake Boozy is gone, so that's good. Randoms. I already love Alexi. Joyce and Hopper's bickering is funny, but right on the line of being annoying. What's a good scream? Max said, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Let's not get into that conversation. Um, I think Todd that owned the Todd father is so much like the Griswold's next door neighbor in Christmas vacation. That might as well be him. Good oh, call. That is a good call. Todd and Margo yeah, next that's, door. That's before he met Margo. He was the Todd father. He was the Todd father. That's, that's a good, that's a good call. That's a good one. I that's, love that. And Christmas you know vacation what? Was so good. Christmas vacation takes place in Chicago. So he meets Margo and they move to Chicago <gasps> and, Right there. Chicago's right there on the yep. border of, you know, it's just right across the line there for, um, next to Gary, Indiana. Yeah, he's so, like, I can't live in Indiana. My car gets stolen. So I'm going to move to Chicago, meets Margo, and then he moves right next to the Griswolds. Why is the floor wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter has a Christmas t-shirt or a sweatshirt with that saying. That's funny. I love it so much. <laughs> Anyway, so sorry. Jump back into um, continuing what she wrote. Uh, Murray's back. Love the episode. Funny, gross, intense. It had it all. See y'all next week, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, thanks, that Jenny. was awesome. Um, so it looks like we have some voicemails. Oh, I love the voicemails. You guys are so awesome sending those in. Love them so much. Um, first one that we have is from our good friend, Steve Brown. <laughs> It's not my main concern, but it's my sub-concern. Okay, <laughs> this is Steve. Hey, Strange Indeed, uh, Reem and Sean. Um, wow, just finished watching The Filet, and uh, I only watched it once, but man, I have so many notes. I'm going to try to get through this really quick, and uh, I can't wait to watch it again after I listen to what you guys thought of it, because wow. Um, first, first thing off the bat, don't count, Hopper, just shoot. If you're going to shoot, just shoot. Don't count. Come on. Um, <laughs> I loved how Joyce throws in the gun and he can't catch it. He throws her the keys. She can't catch it. Neither one of these can. Neither one of these guys can catch. Um, it was nice to have some humor after the last episode had so much uh, horror and, and uh, uh, heavy stuff in it. So it was nice to have a lot of humor in this episode. I laughed uh, many times. Um, I loved seeing the thing poster on Mike's wall. I don't think I noticed that before. Um, you know, flat top Russian guy is trying to do an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger is what it sounds like. And, uh, he's just funny. Okay. Winona Ryder delivers the best crazy monologues of anyone I've ever seen. That was just amazing she should win an award uh loved jonathan and nancy in the elevator it was really sweet loved the olive branch from l and uh, then of course toward the end of the episode you know the humor was great but now we bring you back to our regularly scheduled horror show which was the end and oh my god it was the hardest thing not to keep watching but i didn't Although I might, as soon as I finish sending this. Anyway, love the podcast. Can't wait to hear what you guys thought. The Flayed, amazing. Talk to you later. Oh, thanks, Steve. That was great. 
That was awesome. Gosh, I love our listeners. Gosh, these guys are way more loyal than I think I would be if I was. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Like, I think we've got probably like at least what a hundred to two hundred, maybe more people watching week to week to us. They're probably like hate hating us as we listen. It's like you guys made us do this. I know. Damn it to hell! You tortured me, (laughs) making me watch this week to week. Why Um, can't you guys just take a vacation from work and watch them all like our true human beings? I know. Why aren't you just binging them all night long like? Like normal people. Um, I know. I love you guys so much. You guys are so damn loyal. Oh, yeah. I and love every one of you guys. God, it pulls in my heartstrings. It truly does. Thank you guys so much. Um, we have another voicemail from our great friend and when uh, from New Zealand. Hey Rima and Sean, it's Anwen here. A couple of notes from last week and this week. Um, last week when Al said, How do you know somebody's a host? And then it cut to Hopper. I took that to mean the mayor because Hopper was pulling up to see him. Um, and I just think the mayor's too creepy to not be involved more than he seems to be at the moment. Um, we see a bit more of Hopper's dad bod. I think that <laughs> David Harbour must have been super fit before the filming of this and then just decided to go for the full um, dad bod. Because you can definitely <laughs> He's see method. the structure of his muscles underneath all of that. He's obviously been really fit before. The uh, Russian guy with the motorbike is so Terminator. I just love it. I think they're doing it on purpose with the motorbike and the gun and the way he looks and the way he holds himself. Um, but there was also there a bit of a nod, I think, to Die Hard when he said to Hopper, um, cops have rules, that's why you won't shoot me. It's just like in, in Die Hard where... The bad guy mm. says to John McClane, you're not going to shoot me because there are rules for policemen. Uh, another little point, I just loved how the vending machines haven't changed at all in 30 years. They're exactly the same <laughs> now, um, which is really cool. And they still sometimes don't work. I think Al's trick would be really cool sometimes. The slime monster at the end when the two dudes die and then merge together. Oh, my God, that was so gross. It reminds me of a cross between Terminator two where it just all kind of melts together but also with I don't know if you guys saw creep show two um back in the day it was such a scary horror movie when I saw it and there was this one section of it where these kids were on a raft and there was a slimy yucky gross stuff that kind of came and overtook them it reminded me a bit of that anyway it's really ramping up and I'm so excited for the next few episodes bye Great. Yeah, I, I think I've watched Creepshow 2 during a game day once, but I didn't like watch it, watch it. I'm blanking a little bit. I don't remember if I watched Creepshow 2. I remember Creepshow, the first one, vividly, because I was so into those, you know, in, in the day. I was anything horror related, I was all over it. Um, I don't think I remember part two. I'm going to have to check that out. And good callback to Die Hard. And when I think you're right, that was a good callback whenever um, they told McLean, you know, hey, there are rules for cops. They changed, I guess, you know, the line a little bit, but um, still great reference. Gosh, when did Die Hard come out? We're in night. I, I don't know. I'd have I to look that, that up. that was 90s, I thought, but I could be wrong. I thought it was like 88 or 89. I'd have to double check because I think it was Bruce Willis coming off of or during his moonlighting days. Um, but I'd have to go back and check. Thank you, Anwen. Lovely as usual. Thank you so much for using some of your TV time. I know you're still, I think, recovering um, 
So I appreciate you taking some of the time to watch Stranger Things and deliver some feedback for us. Very much appreciated. Last voicemail we have tonight is from our good friend, Laura Willie Swink. Hey, Raymond, Sean. This show has made us believe in some pretty crazy things, like portals to alternate universes, little girls with superhuman psychic powers, demi-dogs. But I cannot, not believe that a teenage girl in 1985 told her passengers to put their seatbelts on. <laughs> Come on. We all know that a 1980 seatbelt was your mom's arm flung out in front of you while simultaneously holding onto her cigarette when she shortstops at the light. <laughs> Amen, Laura. This episode was fantastic. I loved the Mike and Elle and Nancy and Jonathan makeups. And Steve, Steve, Steve. He may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but damn if he isn't brave. He finally won a fight. And did you guys pick up on the 1980s references? Like the mention of Red Dawn or the Ripley alien scene with Nancy? And Joyce Byers, I love you. Hopper may be a little off the rails right now, but Joyce is such a spitfire. And everything he hands to her, she just hands it right back. She's got the the brass and tenacity to uh, go toe-to-toe with Hopper, and I love that she isn't intimidated by him at all. This was a fun, tense episode with a cliffhanger of an ending, so I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Bye! Ah, uh, Laura, I think you've got Laura. the call of the week. That was a good call. Good that call, was- too. That was fantastic. She's absolutely 100% right. Um, I don't remember wearing any seatbelts in the 80s. It was definitely if if your mom had to brake too hard and, you know, keep you from hitting the dash or flinging outside the um, windshield, it was the arm, the strong <laughs> arm. Um, perfect callback. Laura's my soul sister. She she recalls all those fun 80 things um, and memories the same as I do. And, you know, I noticed also Nancy's telling them to put their seatbelts on as she's putting her hair back in uh, what looks to be a banana clip. Come on, ladies from the 80s. Help me out here. We all had about 10 or 15 of those banana clips, right? I <laughs> lived in those banana clips um, with my perm, of course. <laughs> So that was great feedback. Great feedback from everyone. I I can't get over it. I just, I love these guys so much. We get such great feedback and insight. Things that I miss, you guys are picking up on. That's why I love hearing from you guys so much because there's so much that I think that I miss and you guys bring it up for me and make me enjoy it even more. Um, just when I think I can't get any more enjoyment, you guys um, bring it out. So thank you guys so much for taking the time um, and either doing a rewatch or watching week to week with us. We love it and appreciate it so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks everybody. You guys are just knocking it out of the ballpark this episode. So we appreciate yeah. everybody calling in, writing in. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. You guys are awesome. All right. Well, next week we'll be covering the sixth episode from season three titled chapter six, E Pluribus Unum. The description of this episode is Dr. Alexa, Alexei reveals what the Russians have been building and Eleven sees where Billy has been. Dustin and Erica stage a daring rescue. Cannot wait. I'm momentarily getting ready to go watch it. Um, well, we are really excited for you to travel to Hawkins, Indiana with us. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Tea Cast. 
You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash StrangerTCast and Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcast. Yeah, we're doing Legion. Jason and Aaron from Bald Move are all doing Legion. Um, there's only eight episodes, and it's also on season three. There are only a few more left of that one. If you guys aren't watching, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Can't talk about it enough. Um, I'm having a blast with that one. So love for you to guys um, to check that out. And speaking of other great podcasts, make sure to check out Sean. In his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, comes out oh. every Sunday. Sean, what do you got for us this oh week? Oh my gosh, so much stuff is coming out. Uh, you just got to check it out. We've got a good draft coming up soon. It's about two weeks away. Nice. We're going to be doing the Marvel Phase 1 through 3 <gasps> draft. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We draft every movie. So there's one Marvel movie that didn't make it. There's 23. Yeah. Um, and actually, we, we kind of did our uh, Hall LOB episode this past Sunday, mm-hmm. which we talked about San Diego Comic Con, which we also talked with Jason this week on the Walking Dead cast. We did. We just can't get enough of Comic Con. And we've definitely made it now an annual tradition, um, a po- annual podcastica tradition where Sean and I join Jason and do our annual Comic Con episode. So that. Um, has been released this week. Love for you guys to check that out on The Walking Dead cast while Fear is currently on hiatus. Um, that was released, and we had a blast oh, with, with that. And, Sean, I needed to tell you, I didn't tell you yet, um, but I'll tell you now. I talked about how um, Jason always likes to talk about what we picked last year um, on our list, and my uh-huh. pick last year was Godzilla, and I told you guys I hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen I it have, yet? I have Were since remedied I have remedied the situation. I have finally got to watch um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and I loved every damn minute of it. So just a side little note there, personal note, um, to update you on that. But um, that's fun. I love everything Comic-Con, so I think that would be awesome and would love everyone to check out um, LOB's Comic-Con coverage. All right. Well, that's our show, Episode 97, Chapter 5, The Flayed. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Alicia Stout is strange indeed.